Hello there. I am Jackie, the creator of Building Evelyn, and I would like to personally thank you for listening to the story. This is chapter 15, and on this last chapter, I would like to give you the last giveaway of this season. This next giveaway is a custom show art to a random reviewer or a social media follower who gives us a shout out. A week from today, we will choose and we will let you know. This production is a result of many sleepless nights, and I hope you enjoy as much as I do when I create it. To help keep this project alive, you can support us by buying some merch at our store or by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. You can join at any level, and by doing so, you access true facts about the story, our chapters for your reading pleasure, full-length version of this episode, and much more. You can cancel at any time, no hard feelings. Thank you so much to those that already support us and those who are considering the near future. It means the world to me. See you there. Previously on Building Evelyn I can't have this baby, Mary said sobbing. Peace is going to kill me. He doesn't want any more children. Let's go to the house, Nazareth told Mary while holding her face so she could look at her. Listen, we'll talk there, okay? Nazareth asked Mary while wiping the tears from her face. Both women looked around as other people were already gathering to see and hear what was going on. So they started walking, gazing downward until they reached Nazareth's house. Mary stopped right at the gate. Is Juvie home? Yeah. Welcome to Building Evelyn. This dramatic story is based in true events, but written with a bit of fiction, showcasing Brazilian culture throughout the story. Some chapters are written by different writers, and each writer not only continues the story using real events and facts, but also puts their own twist on the previous writer's idea to keep the story moving. I am Jackie Passau, and this chapter was written by me. The invasion of Machu Farm was traumatic to Evelyn. She lost her playground, and that brought great sadness. The caju tree in front of her house was cut down and burned to ashes by the landless workers' movement. And she lost four trees around her backyard, named after a character from the Peanuts comics, when the chapel's fence was built. Evelyn would spend hours climbing those trees and conversing with her imaginary friends, Linus, Lucy, Schroeder, and Charlie Brown, creating scenarios 
and acting out pandemonium. Evelyn, careful with the lagarta de fogo on that tree, girl, the babysitter would yell. Her Charlie Brown tree would attract a poisonous caterpillar every year, and it made life around that time very difficult, because it would fall and crawl everywhere, making contact with it almost inevitable. Evelyn hated when the caterpillar would climb up the clothesline and attach itself to the clothes. The girls would remove the clothes and shake them to be safe, but still get burned by the caterpillar's colorful bristles every time they wore their clothes. Now, the tree was gone, and she couldn't decide whether it was a good thing or not. Evelyn didn't have store-bought toys growing up. She would make her own, using empty matchboxes and homemade glue made from tapioca flour. She would build platforms on top of the trees and take her homemade toys up there to play with. She even tried to have her meals up in her trees, but it got a bit difficult sometimes to hold her plate and balance herself on a branch. Now, all she heard was the noise from construction echoing all day, and she couldn't distinguish whether it was coming from her family or the movement across the street. The fence around the chapel was the first to be completed and a gate was installed at the entrance. It took a while for Peace and Mary to save enough money to buy the construction materials to build a brick fence around their house. They first had barbed wire strung between thick pieces of wood they collected from around the property. It was only when Peace sold half of his land to a childhood friend that they had enough money to buy the materials to start building, making sure to keep the beautiful garden Miss Rose started with the girls before she left intact and preserved during the construction. The garden brought joy to him for quite a while, He would join the girls in tending it and would pump water every other day to water the plants. While so much was happening at home, the same was true for Evelyn's at school. She began fifth grade at the same private school as her preschool years. She was excited to go get her books covered for the new year and her uniform made. She would wear a white button-down shirt under a dress with a pleated bottom and black plastic Mary Janes with crispy white socks. The school wasn't even close in size to the complex where Evelyn had spent the last six years, but it was well organized. There wasn't much greenery on the ground and just a few trees scattered around the property with four buildings, the preschool and kindergarten, the main building, the elementary building, and the middle school building, making up the complex. Her classroom was the last one on the fifth grade row. It was super ventilated since one of the walls was made out of open blocks. 
Evelyn made great friends that year despite being mortified by becoming known as the cockroach girl after the massive bug was found in her clear pencil holder. When Evelyn saw it, she jumped up in the middle of class and dropped the pencil holder on the floor, which freed the cockroach and panicked the entire class. Peace would give her money for a midday snack, but Evelyn saved it to catch the bus instead of walking. Every day at recess, the fragrance of Brazilian chicken croquettes, called coxinhas, made her miserable due to not having any herself. And she would sit alone at the farthest corner of the school to avoid the smell as people watched her there by herself. One day, she noticed a blonde girl watching her from a distance. Evelyn would look at her from afar at first, long enough to not consider it staring and turn to watch the kids play, until one day the girl approached Evelyn to introduce herself. Hi, the girl said, waving her hand. I'm Kenya. I have seen you sitting here almost every day. You don't eat or play. You seem nice, so when I went to get my food, I got a coxinha for you she said, smiling and extending her hand to give Evelyn the snack. Why, do I look hungry? Evelyn asked. No, I just thought we could be friends and eat together. And since I never see you having anything, I got you food. Evelyn smiled and took the coxinha from Kenya's hand and both girls sat together to eat and get to know each other. They sat together daily to eat the snacks Kenya would bring and drink orange soda. Evelyn thought Kenya was such a pretty girl, with her blonde hair and blue eyes, so rare to see around where they lived. She was a year older than Evelyn and in sixth grade. Kenya lived close to the school and everyone knew her. Since Evelyn was her friend now, they all started to recognize Evelyn, as the two girls were always together, going places before and after school. Evelyn no longer stayed at the same spot at recess. After Evelyn and Kenya would eat, they would walk around the school, meeting new friends and talking to old ones. Evelyn was so happy to have met Kenya that year. Halfway through the year, Evelyn was nominated by her classmates to represent them at the Festa Junina. The June Festival is a Catholic tradition that was introduced to Brazil by Portugal to celebrate the harvest and the saints. It begins in conjunction with Brazil's winter, and the emphasis is on creating a large social gathering of dancing, drinking, and eating. Because the event celebrates the harvest, it takes on a rural theme, as the customs resemble a typical countryside style of farmers. Evelyn would compete for the title of Miss Fifth Grade. 
When she told Mary about it, she got excited and intended to sew a traditional dress for the occasion, made with colorful leftover fabric, ribbons, and trims. When the day of the event arrived, no one was available to accompany Evelyn. She was crying at home, thinking about not going to the event, which was held at school that early evening. When the babysitter saw Evelyn getting ready, she said she would go with her. Evelyn smiled at her, and both of them walked to school. She was so happy and proud to show off her new dress, her braided pigtails, and the freckles dotted across her cheeks with makeup. The girls took in the visuals upon entering the school. It was decorated with colorful banners, and at the entrance, one could pose by a huge fake bonfire that was part of the tradition to take pictures. Everyone was dressed up. The school organized the event for the parents and families of the students, who put on dance performances like quadrilla, a typical Festa Junina type of square dancing, where couples dressed up as caipiras, rural folks, accompanied by forró, a music genre that is to the northeast of Brazil what samba is to Rio. Evelyn was to represent her class by walking, waving, and twirling to show off her nice personality and outfit before the dance started. Right in the middle of the patio were stands selling traditional comfort food, which uses local ingredients as you would expect the dishes from the countryside, and places a special emphasis on corn and warm drinks with or without alcohol. Evelyn and the babysitter were walking around enjoying the event when she got flagged by her teacher to take her place at the open gym where the competition for Miss Fifth Grade was to take place. Evelyn didn't know who was representing which class. There were so many people there. She took her place and did her walk while they played catchy tunes. The audience was polite and clapped for her during and after her walk. She was very nervous, but she used the same strategy her grandmother, Miss Josie, taught her back when she was narrating a play at her former school. She was told to pretend she was in a room with only one person, even though she could see familiar faces cheering for her occasionally during her walk. The next girl, Chisi, who represented the class next door, not only looked beautiful wearing the most fancy traditional dress, but she had her entire family there cheering for her. Evelyn looked around and no other girl had that type of support. Chisi won based on all the cheering, which was the voting system, and that made Evelyn sad because she was there practically alone. When the dance started, she found a place to sit on a not-so-busy corner and quietly cried. 
with her head down so her tears would fall to the ground and not ruin her makeup. Don't be sad. You looked beautiful during your walk, said a boy while sitting by her. My name is Jack, and I attend school here in the mornings, he continued. Evelyn looked up and carefully wiped her tears to not smudge the black eyeliner freckles on her face and smile at Jack. I attend school in the morning too, Evelyn told him and he smiled. Jack was 14 years old and was in 7th grade when they met. He was very sweet and loved to talk about anything. They became friends and he joined her at recess to chat or play silly games. He would wait for her at the end of the school day and they would walk together to the bus stop. They lived in the same neighborhood, but to get to his house there was only one bus that he and his sister Marcy needed to catch. And that bus only came every 30 minutes. Evelyn's bus came every five minutes, but she waited with them and they rode together every day. Their friendship was the highlight of her day. Jack was genuinely a good guy. When Evelyn didn't have money to pay for the bus ride, he would walk with her all the way home. Evelyn was already self-conscious about her living situation since the cockroach incident, but after she lost to TC, she was confident that nothing she would do would change the fact that she was poor and she would never be able to compete with the kids from school. Why did my parents insist on placing me at that school again? Why do I need to pretend every day that I am not hungry when everyone is eating the snacks they bought because I don't want to say I have no money or I just don't want them buying me food daily? She would ask herself. At least Jack didn't care. He would ride his bike to visit on holidays and bring Evelyn Jingjing and both of them would sit on the concrete floor of Evelyn's porch and enjoy their treats, just smiling at one another while making small talk. The year passed quickly as Evelyn enjoyed her school and friends. Despite a few setbacks, she excelled in every subject and looked forward to sixth grade. The next school year, the school announced a change in uniform for all girls. They were now going to wear the same pants and shirt as the boys. The announcement was sent to all parents, but it said that it wouldn't be mandatory. Those who wished to change could, and those who didn't could remain wearing the dresses. Mary didn't want to spend money on another uniform, and Evelyn was one of the few girls wearing the dress uniform when the first day came along. Evelyn didn't mind. She was now on the second floor of the main building, together with all her friends, and she loved it. No one was allowed to be in the classrooms during recess, but somehow, Evelyn and her friends would find their way in the building when playing hide-and-seek.
One particular time, the girls were hiding and Jack was seeking. Evelyn, Kenya, and Marcy got into the main building where the junior and high school was to hide. Jack was on a mission to find them, looking for the girls everywhere. Not realizing, they decided to break the rules and go into their classrooms to hide. When he finally thought about it, it was almost the end of recess. He ran up there, found his sister and Kenya first, and told them to look out for any adult as he went to find Evelyn. As he moved closer, Evelyn kept changing her position, trying to confuse him and giggling quietly. But on the next attempt to flee the room, he caught her and the two of them were face to face, with Evelyn's back against the wall. Jack looked at her. He was never that close to her. He thought the world of her, and without thinking, he moved forward to kiss her. Evelyn turned her face, smiling, and the smile told him it was okay, which he liked. Jack turned his face to kiss her lips again when Evelyn looked at him in the eye and held his face with both her hands. She looked at him and said, I love being your friend and kissed him on the lips really quickly before leaving the room running. Head to patreon.com slash Building Evelyn to resume listening. Building Evelyn original story, narration, and production by Jackie Pesal. Music by Clark James. You can listen to his amazing music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. To learn more, visit clarkjamespiano.com or find him on Facebook or Amazon. I hope you find this podcast entertaining. If you are interested in contributing a song or to write the next chapter of the story, send us a message at info at buildingevelyn.com, and we will consider featuring it. If you want to get in touch with us, find us on WhatsApp at 513-580-4595. For those who love to read, our chapters are now available at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. To listen to previous chapters and not to miss the next one, subscribe on your favorite podcast player, our YouTube channel, or head over to our website, buildingevelyn.com. That is B-L-D-G-E-V-E-L-Y-N.com. And while you are there, consider clicking the donate link. That would be so nice of you.